0: This is the It's Time to Refresh podcast with Brad Refresh, the podcast about life, music, traveling,
1: shit, literal shit that is, and weird and wacky stories with Brad and a range of guests from the planet Earth. Feel free to share the pod with your pals, your mama, your neighbor's dog, or even your
0: shrink. It's all fun. You can follow our Facebook group called It's Time to Refresh Community, or It's Time to Refresh on Instagram, right into the pod, ask questions, and share your stories.
1: Enjoy the pod! Hey, what time is it? It's time to Refresh!
0: Uh, Back once again with another episode. This is episode 40 of the It's Time to Refresh podcast. If you haven't um, subscribed yet, go subscribe because we've just hit 1,000 subscribers yesterday. Um, So, big achievement in such a small window of time, I think, would you say? 1,000? 1,000 is not bad, is it? Uh, Well, anyways, we've got a little bit of progression, so at least you know you're going to get one person watching the podcast (laughs) uh. there. On today's episode, we've got uh, Gibby, danny gibson um you've used a few releases as well haven't you yeah reactive djs as b-side well b-side as well b-side yeah um producer and dj from i'm not even gonna where, where are you from rosendale i'm in, in rosendale i <laughs> wouldn't even i'm right here today and i've used the satellite everything, i don't even know where i am i thought it was in Berry, to you be know, honest with else. you <laughs> but yeah it's uh, as i say like uh always rated your work from when when i first met you um and then followed you as you've moved on to do Hard House as well and I know you still keep your, your, your toe in the bounce yeah, stuff and no, that as well no but it's one of them people I, I do I've said off pod as well I want to get more producers on the podcast so we can get talking and about tracks production stuff like that and sort of hear it from a producer's side because as I say I've had promoters on I've had DJs, I've had MCs, I had a couple of producers, but we haven't really touched into it sort of thing. Yeah. So what we'll do is um, we'll we'll get your story and that. But first, how've you been? How yeah. are you doing?
1: Good, yeah. Busy, kids, work, you know the usual stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're saying that you put out, you've got a good, um, consistent thing of putting tracks out as well. Like
1: yeah, I mean, I, I tend to what I tend to do is I'll I'll hit it hard for a few weeks. I'd like to get like a bit of a catalogue of tracks going, you know, that I can release over over the year really, do you know yeah. rather than trying to do one every week and stuff like that so usually i have like three or four tracks built up that yeah. i can put out you know on socials or
0: well i seen that, you, that you've obviously you you release released bits with me before um but like last year you're doing the is it the eps for cheeky tracks
1: yeah uh, yeah i started i think the first one was in 2020 you know i first I signed to cheeky tracks i think it was just before lockdown right uh the first one was mint, mint beat it was like a <clears throat> remix bootleg of welcome to tomorrow miss peppermint yeah
0: and um so before we get we'll, we'll get into you the story from the beginning what made you do the changeover to to, to hard house because it was you were doing a lot of stuff under the mb side yeah uh, you do,
1: really it, records weren't it yeah. yeah
0: and then you were doing like a, a bouncy bits as well as gibby yeah so what what was the the because it was like a change changeover almost yeah it was I just pretty
1: stunning. I mean, I mean uh, I've, I've always been into Hard House you know I, actually, I liked I listened to Hard House before I listened to Bounce music yeah. you know I, I like the grittiness of Hard House and you know there's a lot of raw elements in the music which I enjoy
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think it was just a have answered change to be honest with you you know I've been I start, first started learning to produce like 2006 just making Bounce uh, I just I just like the direction the house is going as well it's going back to a lot of the slow chunkier stuff as well which I've always been into You know, like the before. untidy stuff is fucking yeah.
0: really good as well um, what I was going to say to you is like we've we've got a similar taste in music when it comes to it um, I'm a big fan of like you can tell when you listen to your tr- I'm, I'm just assuming your taste in music here but you can tell when you listen to your tracks You've you've took a lot of late 90s sort of dutch house yeah. type stuff uh with the with the riff styles that you do and even even like the percussive patterns um when you sometimes when you're using my stuff i'm thinking oh you i can see he's pulled that sort of from like a a, a dutch house record yeah or
1: something like and, yeah I, I do quite a lot of like sampling one shots you know out, out of some old tracks really you know even just like one shot percussions and stuff like that and chuck it into it just gives it a nice groove
0: yeah know? See, I, I, but am I right in thinking that you're into your Dutch stuff? I'm sure yeah, you done yeah, like your yeah. Dutch mix a while yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, I did
1: a Dutch mix a few years ago. I've always been into the Dutch stuff, like clubbeds and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So that, as I say, you can you can tell that on your hard house stuff from a mile back. Even when you've got like sometimes you do have them rolling bass lines, you know the, the skippy bass yeah, lines, even yeah. hard house. But even like what you've laid it with, it's like you've, it's been pulled from 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 that. Do you know what I mean? Um. Anyways, so we'll sort of. Get into your story then. So, where did it all start for for you? as were you DJ? Gibby all all along? Or? Yeah, it
1: was. Well, I didn't. I not really get a choice for that, really, because it was my nickname at high school. So it kind of just uh, kind of yeah. stuck, really. So where does music come
0: into everything? Where where back when?
1: Uh I mean, obviously, when I was, you know, when I was younger, I wasn't even into dance music straight away. I was into like pop punk and stuff like that you know, Blink One Eight Two and.
0: We yeah, have got a similar taste in music. As <laughs> I <was
1: like. laughs> yeah, and, you know, I still listen to that like, quite regular, to be honest with you. Know, it's my gym music, mate. Like, when I go to the gym, it's like Some 41, Blink
0: 182, My Chemical Romance, uh, The Offspring. Yeah,
1: like, well, I listen to all that kind of stuff at work all day, to be honest with you. So, Classes, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, the first like dance track that I remember getting into originally was Castles in the Sky. Right. You know, when I heard it on the TV, and all my friends were, you know, they, we all heard it and thought, you know, fuck, what's that? Class. You know, and start listening listen to that, just on the TV channels, really, Yeah. You know.
0: So what year was it, say, like, what, 2002, something like that? Uh,
1: probably about 2000, about 2000. like 2001, maybe, right. something like that.
0: I can't remember when it, when it originally came out. Like
1: so I mean, like the Euro stuff, you know, Alice DJ and stuff oh, like that right. right. as a kid, you know, yeah. Yeah, we enjoyed listening to that.
0: Class, class. Yeah. So, so, I've always said this, and I've said it on loads of episodes as well, that, that era is peak era for me. I know
1: times change, and,
0: and like you can go on a dance floor now, and that stuff might not work as well as it did. But like it's for just me,
1: golden era of dance music, though, isn't it? Really? I yeah,
0: it's. I think for, <laughs> for our generation as well, it's like what you hear tunes now that come out now, and you can tell that where what they've grew up on. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. when you hear it, it's like, oh yeah, you can tell you're into. The... I mean,
1: like, so then when I I got to high school, the first first year of high school, we got two thousand and one. Obviously, all the kids around here, you know, were the most, most, it was you had year, people listen to your rock music or you had people that are into, you know, bounce so or your dance music. Uh, everyone was into like, happy hardcore, you know, bonkers yeah. CDs and stuff like that. So that's what—that's the first, where I, you know, religiously started following some kind of form of dance music was happy hardcore. So,
0: what, if you don't mind me asking, like, what, what year were you in high school?
1: Like, uh, 2001 I started.
0: Right. So uh, yeah, so you'd have you'd have got like the the back end of like the real like the bonkers, the bonkers days, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I
1: mean, it was uh, people used we used to have the copied CDs and stuff like you know, like a rarity if yeah. we seen actual bonkers CD and <laughs> so, so We used to see them on market. Like yes, I've got a bonkers CD.
0: Class. So what was what was what style of of the the, the happy hardcore were you into?
1: Uh, like force and styles. You know, the more mil- melodic and uh, new far- and, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah,
0: class class. They, they, we were talking off pod, but it's like. They, they were one of them tracks as well if you listen to them back all the bass in the, in their kick like, was in their kick drums yeah. that, they used to have like the offbeat that, and the offbeat was just literally a mid-range sort of like... Like,
1: they were like t- tuned kicks weren't they yeah. it, was, it was part part of the track weren't it you know.
0: class That's class. Um, so yeah so you've, you're in secondary school and you're listening to that so what is is, ev- is everyone on the, the happy hardcore vibe
1: uh, most people yeah and yeah. then uh, I think it was, well, it was my friend Danton who he brought, it was a PA CD, I think it was 20, volume 29 was the first pay CD that I listened to, and he brought this yeah. into school, we used to have our yeah. CD walking in our blazer pocket, <laughs> earphones up our sleeves.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I think it was London Fiesta La La that was on it. True. That was the first, like, bouncing, you know, I thought, I listened to So I thought, fuck yeah what's that? You know, the, the donk sound. Yeah. And that's where you know, I started looking into it a little bit more, found some more pay CDs. Class. Class. But then there was a... Uh, i don't know if you remember on sky tv there should be a tv channel back then called rapture tv i don't know if you were yeah. you know and uh used to have like live recordings of nightclubs right. you know like live sets and stuff like that and uh me and my friend joe swifty was watching staying up one i watched it. name it was um on savage it were right. i can't remember what the event where it was emporium or something like that, maybe i think i can't remember right i've went back and watched these by the way because they're actually available online was it not um
0: I'm gonna fucking slinky, slinky, yeah, 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 slinky. Um, oh, where's the not the opera house? Slinky, yeah. I can't remember where it were. No, it's somewhere in in in. Uh... It's in the
1: Midlands, isn't
0: it? No, I think he's not Southeast or something. I, I thought it was somewhere like that. Anyways, I'm, I'm probably wrong, but I, I've I have watched the videos and there's like interviews with them and then there's like, yeah, that yeah. sets and everything.
1: So, yeah, so she put a, she, she played a track. Uh, obviously, at the time I didn't know what it were, but it was like really hard, fast. You know, you had that sound again to it. You know, the donk sound. Yeah, it was Tom's project. Uh, Party time. I think it costume. was costume. Absolutely unreal and that's you know again that's where i start looking to house and stuff like that from that age from about 11 year old
0: she she's like did you say was it was up you said yeah.
1: no and savage
0: and savage well uh, even and savage as well she's always played the bouncy end of hard house, yeah. like very energetic um um and people like that they're the ones i listen to like if i'm feeling a day where i'm just like i just fancy something fast and um Cause i listen to a lot of music and and like when, it, when we listen to like bounce music and i was sort of slower tempo stuff but when i just fancy something fast my my go-to's i say like an Ann savage mix uh lisa pinup yeah. uh, wayne johnson
1: um yeah he makes some good tracks actually yeah, yeah.
0: um even the the bounce factory boys um uh, jamie and justin yeah they put out some things and I'm, i always find myself going to them and they've just got so much energy but it's like the cross between what i like so it's like it's like the big bouncy bass lines, but like they've got the hoovers and the acids, and, and it's, I, I love that that sound. Yeah. Good, yeah. Um, so sort of when you've watched this, what what's been your reaction to it? Have you tried to go and get the CD, uh, the, the well,
1: vinyl, uh, the CD, or anything? Because I, like I, I, uh, I tried to look for the CDs because obviously this at this point I wasn't you know I had no interest in DJing or anything like that. A, I, it was just just to listen to really. I used to copy the CDs at school and tape them and stuff like that and sell them on at school to make a little bit of money. To be honest, with you. yeah yeah. But uh, yeah, just just started going to like market stores and st- market stalls and stuff like that, you know, to get the CDs. Was the was the market locally for it? Yeah, there was one in Accrington, Custer Cube. It's still a shop actually in town, to be fair. Right. But they had a, they had all the pay CDs. They had they had the ma- legit or copies. Yeah, the copies. Nah, copies. <laughs> yeah, copies. <yeah, yeah>,
0: yeah. <laughs> it just reminds me of because uh, our closest market at the time when when I was sort of younger looking for CDs, we used to have to go at the place called Silith. It's on the coast, and it's like. 45 minutes away from me right so you knew someone had been at the cellophane. there was a new cd floating around you know what <laughs> i mean it was one of them there was no like local market where there was like dance cds do you know what i mean there was like little record shops and that but they would only sell the full cd packs you wouldn't get like a Wigan and of all yeah. you, for instance um so yeah so you 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 you've, you've went and got these cds and you're selling them and stuff like that what well, what point is it become because everyone i don't care what anyone says anyone I seen seen it becomes a fascination doesn't it
1: like, yeah yeah definitely it takes it, it over <laughs> like it goes from
0: uh, you listen to it and it's like oh this is good and then you show showing your mates and that and, and then you become obsessed when does it when does the obsession
1: come in uh well me so my dad used to do a bit of DJ himself not like club djing he used to do a bit of mobile DJ and stuff like that yeah you know so he had all this equipment always set up in the forino to, to practice and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And I used to go, that's where I used to play the CDs on at first, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I, that's when I started playing around with the, you know, the knobs on the mixture and stuff like that. And that's when it started getting obsessive. I thought, you know, I could probably try and give this a go, to be honest with you. Did you know how it worked? N- so, not really, no. I, you know, back then, obviously, no tutorials on YouTube or anything like that. Yeah. You know, it was... But did, did you know, like,
0: sort of what the what DJs were doing? So did you know... To get from one not not to the, other not at the like time like no beats and no, bars it was just like literally
1: that. like just you know moving the faders and yeah. all that kind of stuff
0: yeah, yeah. everyone know. everyone starts out like that I said that on on previous podcasts I think everyone just is intrigued how it works how yeah definitely they'll give it a a go and then sort of go from there but as I say like that's how you've discovered of of the tinkering is next yeah yeah, to yeah definitely yeah so so you're tinkering and um, and what are the cogs turning of how it's how yeah i'm
1: trying to process talk. how it works and then obviously uh we started talking to people a few people at school about you know i said i'm messing around you know doing this and that and there was a lad that i went to school with ryan clifford it's, again still djs now one of the habit djs yeah. and he already had a pair of turntables you know vinyls and stuff like that yeah so that's when i started getting a bit more intrigued into it and i thought you know i could probably try and give this to do so i started pestering my dad for ages to get me a pair of decks you know, for christmas and stuff like yeah,
0: that yeah. not cheap though are they like i remember asking my mum for them and she'd be like I, can... I remember we used to we used to get um i didn't know where to buy them from and can you remember the hard to find record shop yeah, yeah. they would send you magazines out so they looked looking for all yeah. these, ones, these ones, whatever. and then you'd be like they'd be like loads of random shit i used to mail order vinyl new vinyl off there as well um and i remember I was asking my mum for them and she was like have you seen the price of these you, you'll be bored of them after one like oh, a day and I'm like no no I, I'm, I've got my heart out yeah my
1: well, mum me, me me and my dad both always said, like, I just thought it was going to be a phase you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> when they first bought them
0: yeah but um so you've you've pestered him for the decks and then as, as he given how long did it take for him
1: to give in uh not long to be honest with you i think it were christmas 2001 maybe 2002 i can't quite remember who were a pair of stri- stri- uh straight Thirties his dry- drive turntables, for my first pair which i'm pretty fortunate really because a lot of the lads had belt drives and stuff like that
0: yeah
1: uh I they're don't. the
0: ones i've got now by the way um i've just i've never had the, the straight 30s yeah ah, oh,
1: yeah it's, it's a solid pair of decks still to be fair i'd still use them <laughs> they're,
0: they're a bit stiffer than the, the technic aren't they yeah. like the, the on it but yeah um they're the ones I, I have um i've never ever thought about upgrading uh just a little side note last night i went i was i was djing at um shiv's birthday and i bumped into do you know aspen
1: no i don't no. think so no
0: uh, i bumped into aspen um <laughs> He's, he's a lad who's been sort of. I've been on the scene forever. He, he just seems to be one of them people who's always been around. And I hadn't seen him in about eight years. And I seen him yesterday. If, um, we're having a crack and whatnot. And then we we're talking about vinyl and stuff. And then he. Uh, I don't know. No,
1: about I think what I Dexter do know what you mean, actually, yeah. Um, what's, he, what's his first name? I don't know. Uh, James, James Aspin. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Course, yeah. Big, yeah. big,
0: big, big yeah, fan. Yeah, not yeah. yeah. Funny, he's a funny fucker. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, so we we're having a crack and stuff like that about tunes and that. And then he said, "Oh, I've just got these spare pair of Technics um, that have, that have been, they've, they've been serviced by, by Pimp My Dex Null, and, and he's just got them for sale. And do you know when the cogs are turning? Yeah. Uh, like, and, and ever since I've been thinking, and it's the only time I've ever thought about upgrading them because I've had these these on ones for forever. They, they were like, well, the only the second pair of turntables, the first pair I had were." Um, oh they were fucking terrible they were like um new belt drive ones but like yeah the black battle pack ones is that what they were, is that yeah. that? i don't know what they were called i think everyone had a pair
1: of them at one point to be honest yeah <sighs> uh,
0: they were, they were grim though like they, i was just thinking to myself i can't dj Yeah, i'm 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 never gonna learn this and it was only later on when i had to go on another set of decks i was mixing
1: yeah, effortlessly you know, notice the difference straight away don't you um and i was just like what
0: the fuck is going on anyways i went back and it turns out that like one of the decks on the, the the belt must have been all not connected properly to the to the spinner underneath and when it's doing it just it just slow down randomly it's like so yeah. it'd spin slow speed spin, like and it, maybe when he got three quarters of the way around it, it'd slow down for a, a thing and i'm like and um, so when i'm when i was chasing the mix in, i'd always lose it like and I'd be like I'm a shit DJ I'm never yeah, going to make no, this I'm no, never going to awesome do
1: it mistake. you always over touch it don't you you know yeah. you, know, you need to throw it off
0: yeah so so it was just one of them things and then I've, I had to go on these direct drives I uh, can't remember what they were I think they were they, was it 1200 it wasn't 1210s It were 1200s the, small, the, the smaller the, deck the, the silver ones yeah I think so I'm honestly I'm, rea- I'm 1200s really 1200s of the silvers aren't they and the 1210s are the black uh, well, there were silver ones, and uh, I'll be honest with you. I've got decks now. I don't even know which ones they are. I know the Pioneer ones, but I don't even know. I don't pay attention to model no. numbers because there's like there's so many different ones. All I know is it needs to what it needs to do for me to be able to use it, and that, that's what it long is.
1: Stone bloody CDJ one thousands. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's not use them often, but it does what I need to do. Do you know what I mean? It's
0: one of them things. though it's like, it's like as long as it does the job. I I don't I don't care. Uh, I what is it I've got? I see. I don't even know what the initials are. is It RX RX two. Something yeah. ring a bell. So it's the like all control, in one thing. Yeah. It's so I can plug my my vinyls in on the two channels, and I can plug USBs in, and then after me sorted. I don't need anything else. So that's why I always forget the names of of, of, of decks because I don't care. <laughs> like, no, it. It's uh, it's one of them. So yeah. Um, I remember that I got these and I was thinking, why is it not working? And then I had to go on these, these, these Technic 1200s and um, I was thinking, I'm fucking class, mate. Like, this is easy. Did you know what I mean? Like, you're just doing away. And it's like, it turns out, yeah, when I had a faulty deck, so that's why I couldn't, when I was trying to mix, it wasn't.
1: See, I remember back in the day, when I went. When because obviously I had them straight 30s, and obviously they're not as powerful as Technics When I yeah. first jumped on techniques, I, you know, I struggled for using techniques for years, mate. Yep. Because you know, because I was so used to the lower torque on mine. I remember like, you know, first pair of te- going on a pair of techniques, and I really struggled. You, yeah. I still quite do now.
0: Nice I do like, um, who was it? That, whose techniques were we on? Uh, it was somebody brought it down to our Vine Lonely event. Um, we had in this was a few years ago, now it was in GL3 in Whitehaven. And we did it like a vinyl only night, I think. Uh, and I was playing away, and you just you always because I've sat in my room and mixed on these these Stantons for, for for years. You go to put your hand on the on the, on the like the platter, and you yeah. just forget how how loose the the techniques are so like it maybe takes two or three mixes to get into it and then once you, you once you go and it's like riding a bike that's
1: isn't what it? i mean when i said before you know you tend to over touch them on techniques when you don't really need to you know once it's in yeah it's in isn't it Do you know what i mean with yeah. the lower torque ones yeah you have to always play with it
0: absolutely um so you've got the, the the set of decks um what was your what was your first vinyl?
1: first vinyl, i didn't even buy it myself it was uh i think it was the paradise and dreams force and st- styles but it was like a a cover of it on all around the world oh yeah i, I know
0: that one uh we the stevie b mix on is
1: uh, that one i can't no I, i'm sure i think it was just like a ultra beat remix and i can't i can't remember quite remember to be honest oh, yeah, yeah. ultra
0: beat and stevie but b yeah. what it were there was a
1: record shop in uh in Berwick of vibes it's not there anymore and obviously, my mum just went in and, you know, and said, "You know, my son's got these these decks. You know, watch her own. They just give me give her a pile of bloody records of yeah. you know, all sorts in their little tribal house and flipping <laughs> yeah. these on Christmas Day. Just was, ripped her I off. I love like, like, yeah. yeah. that. Essentially, fuck's these. My mum's got me
0: here. Was it? Was the Force and Stars one? Was it a Purple Sleeve?
1: Yeah, Purple Sleeve. Yeah, 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 right. th- yeah. I'm pretty sure that was So that might have been like. I think it was probably Christmas 2002. Then, to be honest, I thinking about the release that. it's on it. not a bad
0: introduction to into, into the thing. That's tune, that to be yeah, fair, like, yeah. Um,
1: In fact, yeah, it was the ultra-beat cover of it, right?
0: Yeah, I'm was, I was just trying to remember. There, I couldn't remember if, uh, which one it was. I'm, um, I'm usually pretty like my my thing is because uh, obviously when you get obsessed with what we do and stuff like that, I get obsessive with like with releases release dates catalog numbers yeah, what 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 record label it went on um and then if you discover a new artist on a record label you you chase what record labels they've released on and then you find new artists on that and it, it's it's just one big spiral out of control like even now uh, my missus kicks off to me because when you get deliveries through a couple of times i still buy vinyl you see yeah
1: i do as well yeah
0: and and it's like i'm not even going to ask what it is anymore what's been delivered because like because our uh i can't even say this i won't tell you the full story because uh because i'll get robbed <laughs> but uh, basically our, our postman obviously when the 12 inch doesn't go through the door he's got somewhere he puts it at hours where because he knows he knows that it's it's my pride and joy and if it gets wet or anything it'll warp. Yeah, yeah. so he, he puts it in a in a very secure area by mine so when i come home and i look in there sometimes i look in because obviously some people are quite bad with, with posting or, or the, the summer people are on the ball and they're fucking you get it the next day I'm looking and if there's no vinyl there I'm, so yeah. i like to do it a couple of times a week so i've got something to look
1: forward to <laughs> yeah I, I mean i'm pretty obsessed with me mean, i've got a few records there where i've got the same track on four, four or five different labels, just for the sake of having it yeah do you know what i mean
0: i try not to do that but you can't help it, no, I'm, bad, help I'm, it. Yeah.
1: I'm notoriously bad for it
0: yep yeah um so yeah so you're getting all these vinyls and 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 you sort of learn the ways did it just click one day for you or uh
1: well so obviously I fully self-taught you know about about then mm-hmm. and uh what i started doing was, was listening to the peer cds and i think it was i was trying to recreate you know I was, trying, I was trying to find the records on the cd yeah and basically trying to recreate the cd do you know what i mean trying to figure out how to make it sound that way and stuff like that and uh, there was a, a fellow that I used to know called Darren Johnson. He's a bit older than me. He used to actually babysit for my sister, and he's he's friends were DJ at the time. So he, I mean, he come, he kind of like just give you give me a nudge in the right direction. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I remember when I first started, you know, obviously you throw it on the first beat. I used to count four beats on the record, hold it on the fourth beat, and then count four before before you drop it in. You know, so I didn't miss it. Yeah. And then I just started playing with it, you're know, playing with the the uh, platters and stuff like that. And, that's probably yeah. the
0: harder way to go around, isn't it? Really, when yeah, you think yeah, about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, like, I think everyone's got. F- it is so. So for me, the, the DJing thing when it clicked, um, I was just I was mixing two of the same tune because yeah, I was trying well, to yeah, figure out how that it worked. Bit, yeah. Like I was like, if I can get these two, who, which I know they're exactly the same speed in time i can figure out how the drums are sequenced does that make sense yeah. in my head it was like a, it was like a, a science project it was like right so if this is this is like 16 bars of this and then the bass line so it's like and bars it. and
1: stuff like you know i, yeah. I didn't even i, I didn't have a, even like, like years on when i was still dj i don't have a clue about bars or anything yeah. i like you know i just did it where it sounded right do you know, what I mean? you, know you you get a memory don't you yeah you where to drop it
0: yeah exactly that's exactly that um but once you figure that out it all just seems to make sense yeah definitely and for me i remember that <laughs> like like this is foolish for me to be honest with you but i remember when um i first le- when i first learned oh right so it's this is how a track structured i thought i can produce music this is fucking easy (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm like if they're just sticking kick drums there and percussion there and bass line there i I can do this it's no problem and then obviously you learn fucking hell yeah Yeah, okay (laughs) yeah there's a lot more to it than that but like because because it seemed like a basic type structure you just think oh anyone can do this (laughs) um so yeah so you're djing and that um when was your first gig like where how how did you get because everyone's got a way they got into the scene
1: how did you get into the scene? So, I mean, like, first uh, I started going up, uh, up Aslandon, where I went to school. Yeah. And quite a, but back by that point, there were quite a few people, you know, that had a pair of decks and they would, you know, piss around their bedrooms and stuff like that. So there's uh, one of my old friends, Owen, Owen. I went up to his house one day and he had a lot of the lads in there, you know, because he had a pair of decks. And yeah. they're all there struggling to, you know, beat match and stuff like that. And then uh, Owen just turned around and said, we can do it. And they are like, you fucking can't, I can't, 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 can't see you do the other do this. And, and so I walked, I, I, I had a mix, beat-matched it and mixed it, and everyone was like, fuck hell, you can, you can do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's when I started thinking, you know, maybe I should start trying to record this. You know, because I, 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 at that point, I felt like I was getting good enough to maybe record something. This is probably about 2003 and yeah. I late, late 2003. So I recorded a, wait, it was a tape, then recorded a 45 minute tape with Swifty uh, uh, MC yeah yeah and, uh, nice lad Joe yeah yeah he's so been my best friend for I think it's like 23 years now something like that canals <laughs> so, so track that in it, <laughs> yeah, it <is. laughs> uh, so anyway we recorded it you know like a lot of the cheek tracks on it and stuff like that yeah, and and um, of its time, isn't it? yeah there was a record shop that hadn't long been opened in Accrington DJ's only obviously I didn't know the fella who owned it at the time it was Stempy, but we seen when we used to go in the shop. We seen like uh, posters everywhere, under 18s events and stuff like that, or a yeah. place called Eden in Accrington, little little nightclub. So we walked in, no nervous as anything. And I said, you know, do you take, we take this tape? to i a listened to. So anyway, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, I'll have a listen. Uh, a couple of weeks went by. I mean, no, I'm sorry, about, I think it was about a week. So I rang his shop, and uh, I said, you know, did you get a chance to listen to that tape? What tape is it? Was, it, was, it? i was like my heart sank I like always so give up oh yeah yeah listen to it yeah yeah you're on you're on on friday at this under 18s night you know i was only 14 at the time that would have been 2004 it were yeah september 2004 the first booking and uh me and Jotto, turned aiden who were all us, those drovers there we turned up Me and Jotto. bear in mind that i'd never actually been in a nightclub before this point i would never been into anything that, that just, Not just that out, yeah. just house parties So we're there waiting outside for the doors to open up for the people to turn up, you know, with the decks and stuff like that. So there was a a lad there called Abba he was one of the residents there. And he came up and said, You you must be Gibby. And Gibby and Joe said, Yeah, yeah, we're just waiting for Stempy to come, you know, to set up. Mm. Yeah, he's running late. So there's one technic in there and he had this fucking black thing under his shoulder. I looked at it and said, What's that? Oh, it's a CD, I'd never seen one before in my entire life. Do you (laughs) know what I mean? I've not got any CDs. It's alright, you mix on the Technic, but again, bearing in mind, I've never been on a pair of Technics either. Yeah. So we walked into this club, it was only a small place like, and uh, had him set up. Anyway, he just put a tune on, and fucking, how loud it was, me and Jordan looked at each other like, wow. You know, used to
0: house parties. Yeah, uh, honestly,
1: it absolutely blew us away, we were there shouting at each other, not being able to talk, you know, we couldn't understand what we were saying or anything like that. Yeah. So I went back to back with Adam, and I was on the Technic, He was on the C D J, and I'll be honest, with you, I fucked it up absolutely royally.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, we all start somewhere,
1: don't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah. like I said, I struggled for quite a while when I first started. You know, doing it in clubs, house parties. I went back to me on setup, and you know, generally doing all right. But but mm-hmm. the under 18s nights, you know, there was probably nothing special to listen back.
0: Well, I find that that that. The moment you move from a club to um from a from a your bedroom to the club, it's a whole different dynamic. Yeah. Do, oh do yeah, you think so? Sort of like like for instance, you might turn up sometimes like I'm not speaking for everywhere, but you know sometimes you might not even have a monitor in in the thing.
1: For well, me, I think that's what blew us away, the monitor in that club. It was so loud it rumbled. But oh yeah. we're only kids, fourteen yeah. year olds, you know, the ears were ringing when we left and stuff like that. It was it just blew yeah. us away at first. Well, I've noticed,
0: right? This is the thing. Do you know when you see there's there's a few veterans on the scene, and I don't mind the they won't mind me saying that I've went on after a couple of people who've been around for a long time, and they've got the they've got the volume, or about three o'clock on the volume thing. Their their ears must be absolutely fucking hammered. Three o'clocks, like what? It's it's at like eighty percent roughly on the on the on your thing. So you about eighty percent volume shouldn't need to be that loud for your ears. See,
1: I stopped using monitors quite a few years ago, mate, because I, I get tinnitus in my right ear. Ring, mm. you know, if it's quiet sometimes now it just rings out. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, when I do when I do do sets live now, I'll I literally just keep my headphones on and you know the mix yeah. in the mixer, which I've done for years now. To be fair.
0: I'm I'm a bit of both because I, I like to hear response as well. So yeah. it's, for me. um, if if there's no monitor at all, I have to leave the earphones on because I, I you just can't trust the when reverb like in the room. Like yeah. Like that, yeah, so it's because like there there have been times when I've been DJ and it sounded fucking cheap because I've relied on the the delay in the room to try and mix. But yeah, in in, in earphones is probably best. So how did it, how did you find that you've went into these clubs? And it's much bigger than maybe anticipated, like a louder and like how do you, how long did it take to adapt to it?
1: Uh it probably took me about a year maybe. I think. I mean I played that under 18s every Friday it was.
0: Was there anyone on with you that was uh, in the scene now?
1: Um I think we at that point we had Scotty G on that come down a couple of times for yeah. you know National Anthems MC. Yeah. Um not DJing wise, no, it was just me, Stempy Adam. There was a, a fella called Carlo as well, we used to you remember Ace Records? naughty boys feel oh, and stuff yes, like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, he was yeah, the yeah. record owner for that he right. used to come down and DJ as well he's from around this area isn't he he's from Ramsbottom.
0: yeah I yeah. thought so um yeah I remember there was a couple of tunes back in the day that I was get, trying to get of I'm sure he's got a discogs account or something and I've got onto to him um, yeah at some point I don't
1: think he's involved at, at, at all anymore I don't think he has been for a while yeah um but then I think, I think what started buzzing off a, little, a lot more was the fact, you know, all my friends used to start coming to this on a Friday night, you know, from school, you know, yeah. all, all the girls from school coming to watch me DJ, I was like, yeah, buzzing, this is, you know, this yeah. is what it's going to be about, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and then I think it got to late 2004, early 2005, that's when Stempy said, you know, you can do an over-18s night now if you want. I was only, again, only 14 at the time. Yeah. And, um... I can't remember who was on that night, to be honest with you. I think, again, it was just the residents. We might have had Scott on or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. But that was a scary experience for me as well. You know, I was 14-year-old. I was in, bear in mind, Accrington at the time. And, you know, night, nights are there were rough. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I haven't played Accrington in, what, 10 years now? I think I, I was there that night when you played in Accrington at the Bridge, to be honest with you. I remember it which
0: night was it i played there a few times I can't remember
1: was... which one it were, you were definitely... was it the kickoff night I think so yeah right
0: that put me off Accrington for a yeah. long time <laughs> all I remember is I, I went down with um with Matt C um, and I can't remember who else was it Stussy as well yeah, um, yeah
1: I was there that night yeah
0: and I went and I was thinking oh it's alright it's, it's not a bad it's not a bad night it's uh there was a few in and stuff like that. And then there was a lot of, um, travellers came in and...
1: That's Harkington.
0: Yeah, and and they were just looking to start, uh, straight off the bat, like you could see. And then all I remember, it was only 10 years ago, I shouldn't be able to remember the full story, but I can't, I can't remember the full story. It was a bit wild. It all happened all at once. All I remember is just a fucking, a, a bar still come right past my head.
1: Past. <laughs> and then
0: somebody got through, through a window as well, if I remember rightly. Um and it was just, it turned into a mass brawl, and everyone was jumping on top of each other, and he was like...
1: Yeah, I backed up yeah. beat it in a to straight out, as soon as I see some like that, I'm eh <laughs> Well, I remember just standing behind the decks like, what the fuck, and the bouncer's going, turn that fucking music off, turn it off
0: now! And I'm like, okay, put the volume down, <laughs> and I was like, I just remember that just, that just, everyone was just like, what the fuck's going on, and then, yeah, I think he shut down after that. If I'm, yeah, not,
1: if I'm not yeah mistaken. it, it was so long after that. It was the bridge weren't it I think it was yeah, yeah the
0: bridge yeah it wasn't a bad little place but as I say but it was just it was a bit rough do you yeah. know what I mean um, but yeah Accrington uh, <laughs> great place
1: yeah well that's where I spent most of my first years DJing to be honest with you there was Eden that I did and then when Eden shut down probably for the same reasons Yeah, uh, we moved to a place called Lardy Daz I mean, everyone around here remembers Lardy's you know it was the uh, did used to do that? That's right, yeah. Yeah, they used to yeah, do, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it weren't zone nights, but they used to have, like, I think they had a few of the pay DJs on there occasionally, so they used to have a, a main room, like a, I think it was like an 800 capacity room or something like that, yeah. and then they had a little side room as well. Right. So, most normal weeks, the main room had your, you know, chart music and stuff like that, and then yeah. the side room, at the side, you used to have bounce music. But I first started doing that, it was uh, Teen Heaven, it was called, under 18s there, yeah. and that was in the main room, that's when I first started getting properly into... You know, getting to grips with, you know, DJing live in front of people and stuff like that. Yeah. And that. That was for about two or three years, I think, maybe two years. Right. And then, after that, in Accrington, we moved to Bailey's. This was a yeah. lot later on. This is like 2008, 2009. I can remember Bailey's, so... Kinetic Nights, yeah. the world they were. Yeah. That's when, you know, that's, and that's when I first started, you know, seeing some of the main names in the scene, do you know what I mean? You're, yeah, yeah. At that point, you're getting a bit stashed. you like, fuck it, that's Ben T, do you know what I mean? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So so who 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 was your your first? I know it sounds stupid, but who was your first friend within the scene? Obviously, you have got Swifty and that. Who's your your friend pre pre orders?
1: would be, 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 be Stempy. De- right, yeah, stempy definitely, no, definitely. Yeah. I learnt a lot from him back in the day. You know, I used to go yeah. to his shop every Saturday religiously. You know, yeah. even, even not to buy anything, I'd just go and chill out. Yeah. My girlfriend at the time at school, we used to walk her to work on Saturday morning, and then jump on the bus from Asley to Accrington and go yeah. and chill in his shop order.
0: Yeah, but it's the best way to be, isn't it? I wish it was still a thing now, yeah. because...
1: Yeah, some of the you know, best days of my life, some of them, to be fair, just, yeah. you know... Even though there was nothing to it, it's just... Yeah, it, it's you're just fondly, isn't and it? Yeah. Looking
0: back fondly. So, yeah, so you're starting to get DJing and stuff like that. When, What what came next for you? Was there a, was there a big uh, moment for you where it sort of... I think,
1: where, like, locally, where I started making more of a name for myself, well, I mean, in Rosendale's was the Night Amenity, which everyone, you know, listened to the CDs and stuff yeah. like that around here. And I it's was
0: going to ask you about it. Sorry, um, but um, I, I've I've know you've been linked to it because I've seen you know, in in the past and that. But were you were you an original? Were you? No, were I were
1: not an original resident. No, no, no. so I mean, uh, when it were at its peak, like two thousand and six at the Cube, it it turned out that at our school. I went. It was a year above us. A, a lad that knew like AD race and stuff like that, and we you got know. talking, and. Uh, so here put this night on the amenity up and comers in 2006 at the cube yeah. and th- that me and leish owen got put on because we, we were getting known around locally as a back-to-back kind of set do you know what i mean yeah uh, he put us on that and he put us on the main hour there as well hmm. i think where did, he, where did we dj at a place in accrington called Bar for someone's birthday and all the a few of the amenity lads were there and they heard me and owen playing hmm. and here, i think you know obviously liked what he what he heard but I think what, it, what we think were, we played a lot different to what the Amenity lot played, because they all played pretty hard, do you know what I mean, Hard yeah. and fast, whereas me and Owen were playing stuff like just normal bounce, do you know what I mean? A, yeah. A decent, steady B, uh, BPM, stuff like cruising and stuff like that at the time. Yeah. So they put us on the main hour there, and the CD obviously at the time went online as well, and that's when everyone started you know g- getting to know who we were really locally. Yeah
0: so then what so you've done up and comers night and then and what then
1: you've I had, like, I had a little bit of a gap from not playing for him i think it was 2008 did the cube had shut down yeah and they'd moved to a place called to, uh venue in Tomlin, and it were and at that time i worked with one of, i worked in one, one of the djs sammy love yeah so he said i said you know you want to come start playing for us down there we'll make you a resident so I started playing down it's there for a, again probably about eighteen months to two years or something like that. It's not a,
0: it's not a bad brand to be associated with, is it? No, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's,
1: just, it's it's one that we always looked up to. You know, it's, it's, it was definitely one that I ticked off the list. You know, yeah. that at that point when I was a teenager, what I wanted to achieve. Yeah. You know, and I I got there eventually. You know what I mean? Do you not think that it's weird how you how your goals change and progress? I know it's just
0: natural, but I remember when I was younger. I was like, oh, I'd love to play in a nightclub. Then you play in a nightclub. It's like, oh, I'd love to play for this yeah. night. And then and then it goes on and on and on. And it's like now it's like I love producing. Oh, I'd love to to produce with this person. Or I'd love to release on this label. And it's like once you achieve it, it's right right onto the next. Are you no. nah, never ever fulfill um, this creative. Never ever. It's it's one of them things where you can you can get a massive achievement. But as a creative, you know, you always look forward, not back. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. And it's only it's only when you sit down and reflect on what you've done in the past that you realise, shit, we've actually we've done a bit. here. do you know what I mean? It's come a long way since.
1: It's like the DJing side of it. I mean, I mean, I've always considered myself. You know, I've never been, you know, a big name or anything like that, and yeah. I've never even really quite made it. Do you know what I mean? I've always kind of been there. Do you know what I mean? But everything that I set out to do as a teenager. I kind of did. Do you know what I mean?
0: So, the way I say it is, if you if you went and told your fourteen year old self of the stuff you've achieved and during that time, you'd be like, "Oh, you would have been
1: blown away." Do you yeah, know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as I say, you just progress as an artist, don't you? That's that's what it is. So, you've started playing um, for a minute, and that, and you've down at the venue, and then um, what? What's next for you? Uh,
1: that was like a bit of a. Yeah, i think i was like when you know do you know the, the the quieter the scene after that was 2009 too, that's when it started going on the decline a little bit didn't it yeah. if you remember um so i think i took a year out or i, I didn't really dj at all to be honest here. i didn't bother going on on my decks or anything like that and i think i started again maybe 2011 late on 2011 I had a bit of time you know, lads orders and stuff like that mm. uh and that's when I started trying to DJ him, but then, obviously at this point, I'd already started trying to produce and stuff like that as well, do you know what I mean? So that's yeah. where production again started taking over a little bit. Yeah. So I wasn't really pushing for bookings at that point, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it got to 2011, that's when The Bridge started at Accrington, Right. And it was like my first booking back, you know, for years. Mm-hmm. And bear in mind at that point, I'd been playing at Amenity in Kinetic previously, where they drew quite a big crowds and stuff like that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I got this booking for a launch night at the Bridge, can't was, a guy called Tom, I can't remember his name, and uh, I got myself probably geared up for it and stuff like that, I thought, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll get back to it and stuff, and no, I turned up and the night was absolutely shite. Yeah. It, it, it just knocked me a little bit, I thought, you know, this isn't what I remember kind of thing. Well,
0: I think everyone's played to an empty room, even the best in the business, so I wouldn't worry about it yeah. at all. It's just one of them. Sometimes you get a good night, sometimes you don't. That's that's what it is. I've played to apps. I've played to less than the bar staff, Like in some in some cases, I remember turning to a gig, and I, I was playing. Um, I think so peak hour was like midnight, and I was on eleven till twelve, so just before headline set, and. Um, I remember that it was that day, the bar, staff woman went downstairs to the bar below, <laughs> so there was nobody in the club at all, just me, yeah. I playing, just
1: playing I mean, i I've, I've, I've played to empty clubs and stuff like that before, you know, I mean, a lot of the early years, I just played warm-up anyway, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, spent, I spent years for Stempfield like time to time, and that, you know, playing warm-up sets for, for free, in the, you know, for yeah. years, do you know what I mean? And then it wasn't, I think, like, when I started playing at Amenity, that's when I started getting some later sets, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, peak time sets and stuff like that
0: that's the thing it's like you've got to you've got to learn the craft haven't you like I played for free for years and it's just it was just so I had that experience in a club I could get used to ha- yeah, just definitely. the sound system and you could also get used to um, like like Interact, like fair enough you could be the best dj in the world in your bedroom but if you can't read the crowd well, that's what, yeah i was
1: just going to say you know fucked, that's you? the art of warm-up in it you know that's yeah. why i'm glad that i spent years doing warm because you, you definitely teaches you know what if you can you make like 10 or 15 people first come into a club start dancing yeah you know and keep them there and then get when people coming in you you've nailed it really haven't you do you know what i mean
0: absolutely so yeah you're playing for this start this startup night nice. can you
1: remember what it's called no yeah, no, yeah. I can't off the top of it it was a fancy dress thing that they had going no one yeah. turned up in fancy dress either
0: <laughs> so the ones who never turned up anyways is is, is, it's one of them isn't yeah.
1: it yeah I can't remember what he was called to be honest with you. I think a lot of the you remember infected digital I think all yeah. of them, a lot of them lads were there as well I'm oh, seeing yeah. stuff like that I can't remember what the bounce that was called to be honest with you I've not got the flyer anymore either <laughs>
0: <laughs> right so yeah so you you sort of Moving on again, is um, you starting to sort of get a, a few gigs and yeah, I and started stuff. putting more
1: regular mixes out, you know, on, online and stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, I started getting a couple more bookings. I played in two thousand and twelve. I, I played Soprano's as well. We played the I think it was Summer Spectacular three, or two or three. I can't remember yeah. what that were. That was with Anton and John John Johnny B.
0: Yeah, I read Johnny B. I like Johnny B. Yeah, uh, Anton was a good DJ as well. To be fair, um, I think th- there's. They, they, they both had their own styles and that as well. Yeah, they, they,
1: Anton Defel is on unique style. We used yeah. to disagree on tunes all the time. That's fair.
0: right. I was going to say that. I remember. I remember. T- I was. It was in Fids one night, and I was talking to him, and he doesn't differ away from from what he liked. He oh, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. very
1: much what he wanted to do. He did.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, so you so you are DJM for the, these nights, and you sort of you get in there. Um, so, the, is, and you're still doing the production at the side
1: as well. Yeah, I was trying, you know, trying to get a lot better at that at the time. I mean, I, in 2009, I went, I actually went to college in Accrington for, you know, just did a music B tech. Yeah. So that's where, you know, he started proper trying to take over. He did start taking over my DJing side, but a whole lot more, do you know what I mean? Yeah. What I found the frustrating thing was at that time when I was, you know, trying to mix my own tracks next to other people's, you know, better producers, and yeah. it sounded shit, and it was...
0: Frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, very frustrating. Um, so then, when when would you say was your first like big booking where you where you were like I'm proud to be to be here? Right?
1: Uh, I got booked for Bound Seven. It was, and that was at Warehouse One in Blackburn and yeah. it was at that time i'd even though my tunes were crap i'd set up my own little record label on bound seven mm. it was lockdown records and i got a booking on the flyer give me lockdown records and that was the first one that was you know yeah. i thought they you are know, pretty products obviously that was a brand that i always wanted to play for as well it's a
0: great brand mate. um i that i like i've said this on previous podcasts as well when i've talked to people um and i've and whatnot and like when i got into it i was like looking online for what nights to go to and like what do i want to go and i remember seeing the bounce heaven events and i was just like they, they put on a show. Do so you see them events at 53 Degrees and yeah. stuff? They put on a show. It, it, it's like, it's a professional. Like, you've, you've got your DJs on with, with a, a selected MC. It's not just like fucking swap and drop MCs. Yeah, it's it was nice. Like, it's all organized. Isn't it? it was organized, and then you got to see producers showcased as well. Like, you obviously had.
1: Well, I think back then, Bound 7 was the first one of its. To, you know to try and work it that way within bouncer. if i might remember like because obviously yeah. all the national anthem series used to be just like a f- rotation yeah
0: but as i say like this this was like this is a bit of me this this is this is what it's about like so yeah i, I fondly look back at that them sort of i still listen to the cd packs now to be honest with you but just as a little bit of a nostalgia thing so i used yeah. to i used to get ripped off fucking aj right like Used to, everyone else used to sell the sell CD packs but he was, he was more expensive but because I like pr- like I wanted to listen to Outsource I wanted to listen to bad behaviour sets where it was yeah. just like Outsource or, would go back in yeah uh, or Fit C and Rossy B or like do you know what I mean or Total Control like I wanted to listen to a, a set that's dedicated to them where I know it's going to be good, good audio and that so as well as buying like the, the Sanctuary CDs and stuff like that I remember buying Sanctuary CDs and it was like I can't remember what the price just say it was a tenner AJ would sell the CD packs at 20 quid a pack and I'm just like, I could get two Century CD packs or I could get one Bounce Heaven and it's just like, yeah, it's a bit more expensive. <laughs> I,
1: think, I think at that point as well, I, I had quite a few things going at that point because I used to do, have a residency in uh, a place called Cooler in Bury, which right. was uh, another local now that was over that way called Reloaded. Uh, so it was only a small thing, but they used to play for a place called Maxwell's in Bury as well.
0: Yeah, I, I think you might have heard of that one.
1: Yeah, they used to do that back in the day. And that's when I I, I entered the deviation competition for Sanctuary at that point. I think about 2012. Were you on the same year as me? Uh, 2012 I did it, I think it was. 2011, 2012. 2012 it was. I was on with Anton. Um, I can't remember There was me, Anton, I think Johnny Baker was on. Uh, I think who else might have been on, like Ryder and Louis P and stuff like that.
0: Right, um, or oh, mine may, may have been the year after, but some of them names were on the year after as well, actually. Mine was like Philbin and. Uh, yeah, I think you might have been then. year, after, year there, after then. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I mean, I did that and then I was on holiday in Fort Aventura with my me, me son and my missus. Mm. And I got a message on, I was actually going on to the computer on the holiday thing, you know, mm. checking if I yeah. had anything back. And uh, I got put on again in a room two for deviation it was a Sanctuary winter, like a winter warmer I think you were yeah but they closed the second room so they chose a couple of us to play the main room and I got chosen to play that main room so that was like the first main room like Sanctuary event that I played for
0: not bad, well didn't you play what the warm-up was it? Uh,
1: I think I was on second or third
0: right so you were like what were you, what type of stuff were you playing?
1: Uh, I, played, I played classics to be honest I started with, with head check. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because obviously if you get that, that opportunity you want to seize it don't you yeah like, like...
1: I've, I've, I've played a couple more times for, for Sanctuary that, after that I played I think it was one of the birthday events that was in Wigan they had Stunt on as a PA
0: yeah Uh, was that 14th birthday 14th birthday yeah. I think yeah, yeah, it yeah. was yeah
1: like a red flyer if I remember correctly. yeah yeah And then I played with Swifty as well. The New Year's Eve, it was 2013 to fourteen. That was at Buzz Nightclub. That was a a messy night. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so um, if I remember rightly, around
0: this time, I'm just assuming now, I'm I'm sorry, um, but you did Fantasy Island.
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah, Fantasy Island, yeah
0: i remember seeing that and thinking
1: oh that's different like yeah it was a bit of a surprise booking to be honest i can't actually to be honest with you i actually fully remember how it came about i got a yeah, watch for it i think i can't remember if john messaged me on on facebook or whatever it were but there was a few of us like benji was benji right was on yeah and, uh, but again you know that was so that was supposed to be the i think that was supposed to be the friday because it was obviously it's a weekender mm. i think it was supposed to be the friday but they cancelled the Friday. So a lot of the lads got let down and said, "You know, you, you, you know, don't go." up, But then a few of us still went, and we played the main event on the on the Saturday, yeah. which was Frequency versus It Musica.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was a bit of an eye opener, to be honest.
0: <laughs> Is that the first experience of Mackinac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's a different vibe, isn't not, it's it? It's not for me. No, <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. I like a lot of it. I do. Um, it's a lot and and this is why i don't understand why people don't like it it's because if you listen to it a lot of them just sound like bounce tunes right yeah and then if you listen to their they've got a thing i think it's called uh or rider or something like that it's like it's like a spanish thing and it's literally just pokey but at that speed yeah. like and, and i'm like how can people not like it? If, if if you like porky or and you, you should like that if you like bounce music you're like someone that the because the, there's some really euphoric machina tunes like um well i think so anyways but maybe because in my area we'll brought up like the, the the three things we were all brought up on it was it was bounce italian and machina that was yeah. what it was now yeah italian's
1: area. big around there as well to be honest yeah yeah well, that was uh, you know that was probably one of my favourite bookings that I'd, I'd done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, me and Benji went back to back, and we had to play a bounce at like I think it was like 158 BPM because we'd followed a, a Makina set. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think Benji'd have been in his element. Yeah, he likes were. that type of thing. Yeah, yeah I it
1: well. were. I, I would tear him the air, aren't Because I? I usually play about like, 150 or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I never ever play past 150. Um, like, and I've made a point of it years ago. I remember turning up to uh, an event in Bolton. Um, I was playing for, and who was on before me? I can't even remember. Maybe, maybe Joe Taylor. I think. Yeah,
1: Joe. Um,
0: Taylor fast, he? And he he was playing at like one five five, and I was going back to back with Joe Reflex. Yeah, uh, James Cousins. Cousins. I was back to back with him. I remember going on, and I said to Jamie, I said, listen, mate, I said, I'm not playing a 155. And I, from then, that was like the last, he was like, well, we'll have to keep the pace up. So I think we knocked it down a little tiny bit, but I think that was a, the last time I made the conscious decision of, like I, I said, from now on, whoever's on, they're just going to have to deal with me slowing down. They'll get yeah. used to it after a, a couple of tunes. Because I just thought, I just think it, it doesn't need to be that, for me personally, it doesn't need to be that fast. And if I'm playing at a speed that I'm not, where I don't enjoy it, and it's not like I don't want to be there
1: yeah so so, I tend to pick the pace up a little so usually if I start a set depending on what time it is and who's been playing before me or sometimes I'll start at like 1, 4, 8 something like that and then as the set goes on I'll pace it up towards the end of it do you know what I mean pick it up a bit
0: but if you're coming on at fucking 3, 4 in the morning and you it's one five five you can't pay so last night for instance i started at one one four four um because i was on first a uh, warm-up and i was playing like some old sort of like played. i think played like dj quicksilver um i uh, played uh, some old dutch stuff um
1: nice warm stuff
0: yeah and then I, just sort of seeing how the room was going they like the like the sort of like pumping stuff so I moved moved forward and started playing them and then to the euphoric trancy stuff and then I was just pitching it up I think I finished up I left i give it to heads up after me at 148 and but I even still, they I knew that they wanted it a little bit faster so I just just pit, kept pitching yeah, it up, pitching up. because for me personally i'd probably I, for a first hour i'd have finished at like one four six that's just my if i was if I, if I was doing the whole night uh that's what i'd have done and then i'd, I'd have i'd have peaked at the end of the night at 150 yeah. and then i just won't exceed it that's just maybe me being stubborn
1: no i mean i'd if i do well i'd probably start at like one four five or something for a first one certainly if, if I
0: my own choice mate i'd be start at one three eight <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like like, see for me now. I, I, if I if I knew I could get away with it, right, and like obviously I've spotted your your fractal album there. Um, I'd I'd play loads of untidy stuff at the at the beginning of the night. If I, if I knew people re- would react like the bounce heads would react to it, I'd play one three two like yeah. one three two and then I'd build it up and up and up and up because there's nothing worse, right? I've went in a club at like nine at nine at night and it's been at one fifty straight away, and like me as a dj i've been in there in the club for went to go on so 3 or 4 hours or whatever and i'm just like this hasn't progressed anywhere, and I'm starting to get a bit bored of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if you start off slower you can play a different selection of tunes and then move forward. Well, I think
1: that's why, I like, you know, why i got more into hard house again because there's, you know, there's a lot more elements that go into, you know, there's a lot of different styles in there. Do you know what I mean? I mean obviously, with bounce, you've got your energy and stuff like that.
0: Yeah,
1: it's all it's all pretty much the same structure as well, though. You? Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, whereas hard house there is a big it's it's a range, isn't it? There is
1: a range, yeah, because obviously you have got your hard trance move up yeah. as well you know, and stuff like
0: that. i say you've got your energy like type hard house as well where it's blair and hoovers yeah. um that's not really for me that type of stuff it's like, well, that's like 155 as well. well like you see some people playing and producing it and then you've got like your funky hard house like you sort of call it your digital mafia style yeah, stuff yeah. Oh, and then you've got your untidy stuff that's a bit slower and it's chunky and it's got l- all the elements are dead like crisp and clear yeah. i know that some of them are quite gritty and saturated but but it's, they're always dead. The, Clear in the mix, um, and then as I say, that, that the range there's so much to play with. Like, if I didn't feel like doing a bounce tune one day, like, you're quite restricted in what you can do if you're trying to be productive with, you, with your sets, it's whereas, of- if you're in hard house. You'd be like oh i don't
1: fancy doing a... it. Mean, a lot of my yeah. tracks that i do now me i stuff you know it's a different, di- it? di- different range you know, some of them are like uh, there's one that I, you know i think it's like one three six or something like that. You know, it's a bit more techno influence i stuff, have, so I like, have noticed
0: know. it mate i have noticed um so we'll get onto that if that's all right um um because obviously you you, you were talking about dj sets and that we'll get onto your production um so you you produce some bounce tunes. I think when I first heard you, you, you were doing you doing um maybe like odd bit with Fred. Uh, yeah. You were doing stuff under that reactive.
1: Reactive DJs. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's what I was trying to do. Like uh, you know the bumping stuff that was in at the time.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I'll, I mean I was doing I mean because I was never really a massive fan of it. I think that's a point. You know, I was trying to do what I thought people wanted to listen to which obviously for me when I look back was probably a mistake do you know what I mean yeah people to, pleasing people pleasing you know my art wasn't really in, in it do you know what I mean yeah uh, yeah I started doing a few bits with Fred because I mean originally I, I used to produce on Reason right uh, and obviously everyone else was using FL Studio so I couldn't collaborate with anyone it would drive me nuts yeah so it was it was Fred that you know got me onto FL Studio really you know showed me the ropes with it, really yeah I, I learned quite a bit you know just looking at some projects and stuff like that
0: yeah um so then so when you've been producing and stuff like that um i I hope you don't mind me saying this um but i remember like you did you take like a little break in between like maybe 2016 or something like i remember not hearing your stuff for a while and then i all of a sudden heard it and it was like the production was just
1: my daughter well so my daughter was born in 2015 in february 2015 right. so yeah i took a I, put, I took about a year off doing and i mean i I did little bits at home and stuff but yeah. i didn't play anything out you know obviously family See. time and stuff like that
0: so i do pay attention to what everyone's doing <laughs> <laughs> no but it's one of them things that when you came back your production was like much much better as well like i remember hearing one of your tunes and i was like that kick drum sounds heavy like that's nice like nice and like not not so much hard but it was like it was hitting in the right place I just put a lot.
1: I just put a bit more time into you know learning rather than you know just making. Cause yeah. I, mean, I think prior to that, I was just chucking tunes out left right. And you know I was doing was like three or four tunes a week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just chucking them out there. Just for this, I think it was for the sake of getting them out there because I, yeah. I wanted to be there still. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I took took that year out. Spent obviously family time and then just learning as well. You know, just watching various things online and stuff, just experimenting
0: so you're, you're sort of like um, you, you're learning that you, you're refining your craft sort of thing um, and so from what 2016 till 2020 you were just doing the bounce bits just some stuff.
1: stuff yeah i was obviously right. doing a few bits with fred uh i think it's 2018 uh, 2019 i started doing bits for, with jj you know for relay records yeah. Stuff like that, you know, just just like remixes. We did a lot of cover remixes and stuff yeah. like. You know, I think we tried to loosely base it on like all around the world kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cover remixes and stuff like that. I mean, they had a, a couple of decent sellers on there, to be fair. Yeah,
0: you did a. Uh, was it rhythm of the night? Yeah, that's, did- well, <laughs> I
1: think that's my most, like, downloaded and played track. To right. be honest, you. Yeah.
0: You did uh, the eyeball Paul tune, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. You did. Let me think. Did you do Silverwater as well. I did Silverwater as yeah. well.
1: Yeah. Uh, we, I did Promise Land with that was me, JJ and Carrick. We did that together. Uh,
0: yeah. Um. So then, <coughs> you've you, you in, when the pandemics hit, uh, what? Obviously, we've talked off pod, but we'll talk we'll talk about it now. So what what what's happened with with why would you just like went and started doing the hard house stuff? I mean, you took to it like a duck in water, but what I mean is, what, what was what was the? Uh,
1: well, I mean, when, when lockdown first hit, I started I, I, uh, I started like a, I think it was like nostalgia feeling to it. To be honest, with you. I started making a lot of, bounce stuff that was slower, but it was more like, early two thousands bounce. You know what I mean? Very yeah. very little vocals, you know, little raps and stuff like that, little riffs, mm. and then I, I purposely tried to make them sound old, if you know what I mean? Yeah. You know like the way I mixed them, and your. Know, well, can you remember when you done
0: fill the rhythm for me?
1: Yeah. And then. You... That's, so yeah, that's around the time, actually.
0: Yeah, well, you, you messaged me saying, listen, there isn't much processing on this. I want it to sound raw purposely so it sounds older. It's like, that's fair enough, mate. I, I like the vibe you went for because it sounded very much like the, the late 90s stuff yeah. that I like, so you sort of nailed it. But yeah, go carry it on, mate. So then, that.
1: uh. I started listening to Hard House at home again. Doing you know, going through rec vinyls and stuff like that. Mm. And I thought, you know, I've always wanted to give this a go. Really, I was getting a little bit bored of making Bounce. Yeah. So I just started trying to. I mean, at first the the, the first ones they sounded like Bounce tracks, just with the Hard House elements in. If you like my first EP on Cheeky tracks, yeah. they're very much like the the offbeat basses. They're at 150 BPM. Yeah. You know the riffs are very you know Bounce oriented. There's a couple of like old 90s rave stabs in there for a bit of a, a bit a of a rhythm, ish. right? But yeah so
0: so you made the conscious effort of like I'm just gonna make it for myself rather than
1: yeah just... that, well, I mean, so at so that point I mean it's still to the point now really I, I wasn't listening to purposefully listening to any new hard house or anything like that I yeah. wanted to literally make it how I wanted it to sound and what I enjoyed listening to this is where mm-hmm. I made the the conscious effort to make sure I'm not doing it now to please people I'm literally making what I want to make and yeah. what I think sounds good and how I want it to sound
0: yeah so did you did you have a, a a refall in love with production after that? Yeah, I massively. Can, yeah, I can yeah, imagine. Yeah, um, massively. I'm just going off what how like I've had these moments as well where I'm like I want to try and focus on this and and it makes you fall in love with it all over again because you're just pleasing yourself and then if anybody else likes it, it's a bonus. And if any else anyone else wants to sign the record, that's even a bonus yeah, as well. Yeah, like, yeah
1: definitely.
0: Um, so you what 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 are you doing? Like so, right for, throughout lockdown, I seen you do bits and bobs with with this style but right now what what's your what's your focus and your aims on um,
1: just to make I want, I want to try and get myself a little album going for Spotify to be honest here. you know I have my own stuff I want to get an album's worth of stuff together and hopefully put it out i thought you did that you know yeah i was i had. i had planned to do it but i ended up just putting it on soundcloud for the time being because i wanted to spend a bit more time on it but i kind of yeah. i think i kind of rushed it a little bit to be honest yeah now that i look back yeah so my my aim for this year is not i'm not going to be releasing as much for the first half of the year at least because i want to get like i was saying earlier you know a catalog of tunes going hmm not release them not even put them out there really but then just totally try and get this you know like a 12 track album or something like that
0: yeah the thing is right like there's the thing with the argument between um, album and singles and how people perceive it like people can listen to an album and then it's just forgot about or like. but if if you if you've released an album it's, it's a body of work isn't it at yeah. that moment in time I've always preferred albums but I know singles seem to do better in today's day and age with streaming and people are but is it 30 second engagement and then that's it yeah it gone so it's, it's, it's all it's all it's, it's rubbish it's put it's the way of the world at the minute but i love albums i love listening to like i don't know say like bk's heartbeat for instance like like you listen to that and it's like one body of work and yeah. it's like that's where that's where his head was in that space at that time or listening to like a sum 41 album you listen to it and it's like that's their peak, that's their peak era, era, that's their, yeah, and then the release new album oh it's not as good as the last one or the recent new album it's like oh this is this is better than the last one it's like it leaves it in anticipation and there's a lack of it within our scene i i, I think anyways um it's like people bringing albums out and it's like appreciate that time
1: yeah yeah
0: do you know what i mean it's like it it's like if you release an album now imagine the difference between 2019 could be and, 2023 give me yeah. like, like
1: it's it, well I mean because I was going because I, I, I I'm trying to get a bit of a track list for it going together so I had to look through some of my older tracks you know and then I played them next to some of my new ones I thought you know I can't put that on there hmm. so I've revisited a lot of old projects as well you know I've, I've remastered them or tidied them up a little bit added a few things taken a few things out that weren't too you know, purely yeah. just for for, for release on an album do you know what I mean yeah
0: so are you looking to do any like hard house gigs or what like that
1: not particularly, no. If I'm absolutely yeah. honest, you know, yeah. I, if I if I get a couple of gigs, you know, I, I, it'd be, I'd, I'd enjoy it. I, I, I don't actively go out looking for DJ bookings anymore.
0: Oh no, not look for them. But I mean, if you would you would you be would you be thrilled in the idea of turning up to somewhere? and getting to play all oh, of your yeah, hard stuff. Oh yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, but in, that, that's, in... the, that's so, you know that's what I want to do. If I do DJ, you know, yeah. I want to try and go and play my own stuff. Yeah. You know, I've, I've spent years trying to play. We're playing other people's stuff. But, you know, I want to just solely focus on what I want to do now. Yeah. If you know what I
0: mean? Because we're in we're in a thing, right? And this is it's a decent discussion point actually. Um, do you know when you see people within the scene and it's like I, I've seen this this argument so many times. It's like there's no more headliners in our scene. And I'm like, mm, is it like, oh, oh, other than the obvious four or five, there is. So you, you'd have your Ultra Beats, your, your Andy Whippies, your, do you know what I mean? The yeah. ones, that them ones. But like artists, um, there should be artists doing albums and it's like, because people would come to, like I know for a fact, you've got your your little following. The, the maybe four or five people would travel to see you do a Gibby set where they know for a fact mm-hmm. you're just going to play your own stuff and it's going to be like, I've come to to a club to hear specifically his style yeah. of stuff like like you would go and see like a pop punk band like if you've seen fucking Blink 182 they're, 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 they're going to be doing some like uh, tour you're going to hear their stuff you're not going to hear them do covers of everyone else's stuff do you know where I'm coming yeah.
1: from yeah so, so what I think uh, what I enjoy about doing doing house now producing is that you know I don't I'm, I'm very very new to the scene you know there's not yeah. probably a lot of people that don't know who I am I don't know a lot of people in there which is well, I'm solely just focusing on basically just sort of focusing on the music now rather than you know the politics of things and
0: yeah the thing is like i think i think if i could come back and do it all again and approach it i i sometimes think to myself i'd love to do this nameless do you know does that make sense like i'd love to just be put out and judged on the quality of my work rather than who i am as a person because let's face it right there's people out there who will See your name on a track and be like, oh, I'm not even going to listen to it, right? Yeah, or okay, okay. at the same time, on the on the, when the over extreme is the, the they'll share it, amazing tune, and they haven't even listened to it yet, but just because they know who you yeah, are, I've got sure. I, I've got no shame in saying this as well. Um, I know there's people out there who would share my stuff and be like, Brad's new tune, or oh, it's amazing, and I know for a fact they haven't even listened to the full track. They've just like because it's me and they just want to support me, which I appreciate. That, that they'll do that. And then, as I said, the other extreme is they wouldn't even give it thirty seconds because oh, I listened to a tune he did back in two thousand yeah, and twelve, and it was yeah, just, yeah. it was yeah. it was shit. So why should I listen to this one? That, that, that's the that's the way it is but i would love to just come in as a nameless person and put something out and someone go who's this fucking new fella he's 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 yeah. he's he's, he's, a, he's extremely shit like like do you know what i mean or, or he's extremely good Well, like
1: I, mean, I like to think i've i'm not i've not done too bad so far in hardhouse you know i get quite a few people sharing my stuff and you know i think i had amber d played a couple of mine on the radio show she were doing in Leeds. yeah that's good which you know which was at the point that I was it i think that was in the lockdown she played a, i did a cover of my head is a jungle for cheeky tracks and yeah. she played that which was I cool. about
0: that I like that I It's nice pumping that um <clears throat> what i was going to ask you is so like see when you when you're doing this and you, you're catering for yourself and stuff like that are you are you hearing because you're if you don't mind me saying you're more of a stay-at-home producer now aren't you yeah. really are you are you are you getting feedback from DJs who's playing your your music when you send it out?
1: Uh, I have done a few times. I mean, I've had a few videos since before my the tidy weekend and stuff like that. I have a couple of my tracks being played. You know, some of the out, outdoor so bad, tents and arenas and stuff like yeah. that. So you know, for me, that's decent feedback.
0: Yeah, that, and we talked off pod as well. <laughs> and I said, I'd I'd love not to be a DJ. I love the interaction as, as DJ, and it's it's something that you chase, and it's like it's like a drug almost. It's like. I remember in lockdown and I dj not DJed out somewhere in a while and I was like, it's like you're chasing crack. Like, it's like, yeah, I, I need I need yeah, that yeah. fix. But I'd happily, I'd happily not DJ if I was getting, seeing how the crowd reacting to my tunes. So if I sent it to a DJ and they were just like, oh yeah, this went, this is from thing today. I'd be like, right, I'm satisfied. I've got my little fix knowing that my, I'd, I'd love to just be locked in my little room where I can produce tunes, be introverted as fuck, not talk to anybody I, mean, I do a podcast and i talk to loads of people but that's, that's beside the point it's more it's more the, the the idea of getting all the time to focus your energy into producing and then put it out there as
1: i think it's just when you concentrate on doing your own know, thing there's no you know obviously you try, when you're trying to chase it there's no pressure i don't feel like a, a, there's a pressure where i need to think you know fuck, i've got to make a tune today mm-hmm. you know I'll, i don't have a set day yeah. where i'll do it you know some days i won't you know, i won't go in here for for a couple of weeks yeah i just get the, you know if i think oh, I could, i've got an idea into my head today and I'll, I'll come spend the day in here do you know what i mean
0: you've got no restrictions even no. because because you're not catering towards somebody or certain sound you're catering to what you feel like doing that day maybe it's like like sometimes i, I come in into my my studio and i'll just listen to, to music and i'll be like i fancy doing this today and i'll start writing something and then the next day i don't feel like that anymore, and yeah. then I'll come back to it a week later and go back to it and do it. That's just the way it is, isn't it? It's like it, it, should be like that. You shouldn't be oh, right. Who's got who, who's big at the minute? Right, we'll we'll copy that sound and then we'll replicate that and then we'll pr- we'll try and get big as well. Eh? well I, I think
1: that's one of the reasons why I, I stopped actively doing like producing bounce music as much because i found that i was if, i was trying to recreate sound too much you know what i mean what i thought was going to work yeah you know, you know of what people are already doing and i didn't like the idea of it to be honest with you. as much as that sound would work you know at, at one point some of my tunes started sounding like foot rockers and that's when i stopped doing it
0: yeah um as i say you can't help but take influence from people absolutely but if you if you're at a point where you think or people are going to think oh, I'm just. So that's yeah. And you should, you should make the conscious decision. Well, I got you know, a, I mean? got a
1: comment on one of my SoundCloud tracks. I can't remember which one it were now, and it said "foot rock and Martin Turner." I thought, know what, this. I've nothing compared to Fred. Do you know and I mean? I, I, didn't, I didn't want to start being labelled as someone who's trying to rip off a sound. Do you know what I
0: mean? Yeah. And uh, one thing that I, we, this is—it's pretty good discussion point actually. So when when you when you're producing tracks and stuff like that, do you not think? I get this with the podcast. I get a lot of lovely, really nice, heartly comments. There's people out there who listen to this every week, and they're like, "I wait for it coming out and stuff like that." And that that it means a lot to me. But do you not think you put when when someone puts one negative comment, right? You seem to
1: you, you focus you're on yeah, yeah, it. Oh, yeah, definitely. So there's like a
0: million different comments around here, and then there's one when it's, and it's like
1: it'll oh, no. well, go, go around in my head for days, yeah. stuff like that. You know so like,
0: <laughs> for instance, uh, we'll just use that, that, that foot rocker mark too. comment. I bet you you, 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 you sat and, and it, and it just fucking, yeah, it you, you, it a little you bit get steamed on it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I wasn't p- purposely trying to do it. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'd worked on a few tunes with him.
0: Mm-hmm. You just pick up things, don't pick you? pick up, do you. Yeah. Here, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But as I say, like, yeah. Um, so what I was going to do is, um, we'll sort of tie it up today. We've got a really good, body of podcast um i was we're gonna do questions but i mean fucking we've got we've got like a good story off you there like i don't i don't want to deviate away from it do you know what i mean like i thought that was really good um so is, is there anything that you'd like to add on to that that your productions before we sort of sort of close this up today
1: just cheers for everyone who have listens to my music really. <laughs> <laughs> but like
0: as i said is, is there anything you can give me that's a like, sort of exclusive that might um that that might get people excited this album have you got any insight onto the album
1: Uh, I'm thinking about putting a few samples out over the next few weeks to be honest with you some of the stuff I've been working on
0: right so keep an eye out for that Uh, where can people find you Uh,
1: Facebook they can buy Toolbox toolbox Digital for my downloads my hard house stuff I've got obviously Club Digital for my band stuff
0: yeah, uh, you're on Spotify as Spotify well. Spotify
1: as well, yeah. yeah. got a Gibby account and a Danny Gibson one.
0: It's mental that we're, we're in a day and age where we've got to plug all these different mad match- shit, like like uh, Spotify here and Toolbox Digital yeah. here, and it's it's like.
1: There's my SoundCloud as yeah. well.
0: Yeah, should be like twenty years ago. Just go and buy the CD. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for coming on, mate. But well, before we close up, I just want to ask, um, like I've with everyone, uh, you're going to get the electric chair um you're not that much of a bad guy to be honest with you so i don't know what you're getting it for <laughs> maybe mistaken identity or something <laughs> like that uh you're about to get the electric chair and you you're having one more meal what you're having you can have a starter main dessert and a drink you don't need to have all of it but that's what that's what's available
1: uh, i'm the tourist of for takeaways mate. so my main would be a Baboli's pizza it's not there anymore It shut down two years ago i've got right. one more of them i'd have it what's it called terry Bab-Ole's.
0: Bab-Ole's. And it, what would you get
1: yeah uh, just a cheese and tomato pizza <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's bland that mate, I'm disappointed. Cheesy <laughs> although although if it's fucking if it's, it's it that there good, for, it
1: there for 25 years. It yeah. would
0: Yeah, if it's that good, then yeah. go for it. Uh, you getting any like sides or out like that to go with it? cheesy
1: chips, che- cheesy chips. <laughs> cheesy chips
0: uh. you're not a around, you not veggie or out yeah? No, no. no. Um, are you gonna have a drink to wash it down?
1: Yeah, pint of bitter.
0: Pint of bitter Nice. What bit did you go for?
1: Uh, Piston Brock. It's called. It's a local one.
0: Local. can was gonna say. I can't say I've heard of it. Um, yeah nice yeah, one
1: mate
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thanks to everyone for listening uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast give, give me a message and just say like if, you, if you're interested in this stuff let him know um, do you know what I mean if, if you've heard a tune you think fuck that's a good tune that. let him know it's, it, sometimes I think um, comments and messages can go a long way do you know what I mean yeah um, um and as i say like if you've enjoyed this podcast then subscribe join that 1000 people or sorry 1020 1, people, people. <laughs> um who's who's now on uh, on the youtube so yeah um share it with your mates stick it in your whatsapp groups as well if you think you've got mates out there who, who enjoy this like the music crack and even a bit of a bit of a of a just light-hearted banter um share it with them and let them know because it's the only way we get bigger um and as i say follow gibby on all his socials his spotify his uh as i say his toolbox his soundcloud um and it's time to refresh for any questions you've got as well and and put the little clips and that out on there just want to say thanks for listening i'll see you later